Hi, this is Marius Arlambus and uh, this is Back to the Drawing Board 2. I call this Proper Measurement. This episode was literally prepared at the last minute. I'd prepared an episode commenting on something completely irrelevant to what I'm about to discuss, but thanks to some of the brightest members of our society, I felt an irresistible urge to mix things up at the last moment. My grandmother has a sewing machine at her home. She's been using it for years. Although to the best of my knowledge, she is self-taught without even having professional training, she's become quite adept, both at repairing as well as creating custom clothing. One of her most frequently used tools is the tape measure. She needs to ensure that her creations are sized properly. She cannot accept that her grandchildren will be provided with oversized pants, for instance, and be in danger of stepping onto them and falling. An unsuitable piece of clothing will likely not be worn for too long, since the wearer will sooner or later realize that it is impractical and stop using it. Measure is translated in Greek as metron, from which comes the word meter, the name of the base unit of length in the international system of units. If you look closely at the seal of the International Bureau of Weights and Measures, also known by its initials IBWM, you will notice at the bottom the motto Metro Chro, written in Greek, which was a saying of the Greek statesman and philosopher Pitacus of Mytilene and may be translated as Use Measure, thus calling for both measurement and moderation. So, if all IBWM, Pitacus, and my grandmother think proper measurement is so important, why is it that so many people fail to apply it correctly? I was watching last Thursday a discussion on TV on the occasion of the International Women's Day. The panelists were discussing some statistics in relation to the salary gap between men and women in the various countries of the EU. And since I'm a big proponent of the equal pay for equal work idea, I couldn't help but tune in and listen very carefully. And then, bang! The bomb was dropped. The lady presenting the results of the research said that the discrepancies in the private sector are about two times as wide compared to those observed in the public sector. Now, I do not know the local laws of each EU country, but I know enough to know that there are no salary discrepancies between men and women serving in the same public sector post in any EU country. It became obvious at that point that the presenter tried to link the general salary gap between men and women, arising mostly from the fact that more men are employed to highly ranked posts than women, to the legal and unethical inequality in salary for the same work. If we want to reach sensible conclusions, we have to use the proper metrics. We have to measure things properly. Elstat, the Greek statistical service, released some interesting data a couple of weeks back that made everyone, Greeks and other Europeans alike, jump on their feet with joy. The country's GDP expanded by 1.4% in the previous year, they said. Everyone kept commenting that Greece was firmly back in growth trajectory. Even highly ranked European politicians like Pierre Moscovici, the European Commissioner for Economic and Financial Affairs, Taxation and Customs, adopted this view. Checking a few tables under the headline, though, there are some interesting facts to be found. Tourism, 
which accounts for roughly 20% of Greek GDP, grew by a whopping 10%. This means it contributed a plus 2% to the economy. It also means that if the entire economy grew by 1.4%, we can calculate that, barring tourism, the Greek economy actually contracted by 0.75%. One should also take into account the fact that one of the main reasons why Greek tourism has been registering record performances in the last few years is because the country's main competitors, the Turks and the Arabs, have made it a habit of blowing each other up, so naturally, terrorists refrain from visiting these countries. <laughs> now, uh, don't get me wrong, I know from personal experience that the Greek tourist product has improved substantially in terms of competitiveness after the crisis years. And the overall expansion of Greek economy by 1.4% is a good result. But what about the fundamentals? And how will we measure Greek performance against other countries? In terms of GDP growth, which is affected by many different factors, or perhaps in terms of GDP per capita? I watched John Hurricane, the CEO of Bank of Cyprus, just this week, talking about innovation in an interview and trying to explain why it's not normal for people residing in a country of just 18 billion euros of GDP, that would be Cyprus by the way, to see only each other as competitors. That Cypriots have to see the entire planet as their market if they really want to improve. You don't necessarily need to be the best in anything, but you certainly need to measure up against the best in your class. Otherwise, even if your metrics improve, how do you know you're not falling behind? So, who do you measure yourself up against? What about your company? Are you using the proper metrics that will show your weaknesses? Are you perhaps belying your need for external help by measuring up against organizations and individuals that you're superior to, but only in some specific metrics? When was it the last time you went back to the drawing board and gave this some thought?